When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Day six of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp practice is in the books, and there is one name that stood out way above everyone else, a name that should excite Steelers fans, a name that should tell you that the Steelers, they know what they're talking about when it comes to outside linebackers, man. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis live once again from St. Vincent College here in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, recapping day six of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. And there was one name that stood tall amongst the rest, a name that should excite you, that should get you ready and fired up for the 2023 season, a name that I think I am ready to end all debates on. There were questions when it happened. There were comments about, uh, you don't pay two outside linebackers. Why are you giving him a contract? That name is Alex Highsmith. That comment, that question, that debate was whether or not he deserved to get paid or the Pittsburgh Steelers should pay him while they're already paying guys like TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward. And I could tell you right now, six days of practice, two days with pads on, it is clear as day that Alex Highsmith is on a whole new level. It's not close. It's not, oh, he looked just as good as he did a year ago. It's complete dominance on every single rep. And every single day, you get more and more clarity that this guy is here to completely take over any offensive line that he goes against in 2023. There's a big question, and that question was very clear. It was, okay, the Steelers already have money invested in their defense. Do they invest more? Or is it possible that you could replace Alex Highsmith once his contract expires, or you could franchise tag him and wait for the next guy, take another chance? And then there was the side of the argument that said, yeah, he's a fourth-round pick. This is possible. There's the side of the argument that said Nick Herbig is coming in here. Maybe he's the future. There were excuse after excuse and question after question about whether or not the Pittsburgh Steelers should pay Alex Highsmith. And I still believe that there is some in the fan base, and I'm not against those in the fan base. I believe every side of an argument has its statements and its truth. But this time around, those questions are, yeah, we shouldn't sign Alex Highsmith. We shouldn't have given him the money. I can tell you right now that Alex Highsmith is worth every penny and that if Alex Highsmith came into this season and the over under, and I don't know what it is, is not higher than 10 sacks that you should hammer the over 
on 10 sacks because it is almost a guarantee if he stays healthy. If everything goes according to plan and Alex Highsmith gets to play a complete 17-game season and the Steelers' defense isn't completely shut down with injuries and teams just are able to do whatever they want against these guys and Alex Highsmith is the last man standing, which at this rate in training camp, could be a thing because Minka's down, Keanu Neal's down, Demonte KZ's down. You're missing corners. Corey Trice is out for the season. They just got rid of Alfonso Graham. People are dropping like flies out here. Alex Highsmith is standing tall. He has yet to lose a rep here at training camp or two days of pads on. And what stood out first was his reps against Darnell Washington. Darnell went beat TJ Watt not once but twice in backs on backers. Everybody made a big deal about it. I made a big deal about it. It was a big stink. You put yourself against the best player on the Steelers defense, a guy that in one-on-one situations wins almost 100% of the time exclusively, and you're able to beat him not once but twice. That is huge. You're a rookie. You're a tight end. This is not your job. It's what he does best. I understand that. But in the grand scheme of things, if Broderick Jones went up against TJ Watt and shut him down twice, you'd look at him and go, that is phenomenal. Darnell Washington, you should be looking at it and going, this guy is one of a kind. Unbeatable almost. You want to know who beat him? Alex Highsmith. And it almost looked effortless. And you said, okay, that was really nice. Highsmith looks really, really good. Then he comes out today and puts on a show. The Steelers are doing offensive line versus defensive line, one-on-one drills. Highsmith blows up Roger Jones, makes Dan Moore look silly, not once, not twice, but three times back to back to back, and it's not even fair. It's his explosiveness. It's his toughness. It's his get-off. There is so much about Alex Highsmith that just seems to be on a whole new level, and I'm not talking, yeah, he looked good last year, 14 and a half sacks. How much better can you get? I think it's much better. I think the answer to that question is Alex Highsmith could be a force to be reckoned with. I think there are people that are going to start overreacting and saying, Defensive Player of the Year, Alex Highsmith. I'm going to say this. It takes so much to win Defensive Player of the Year, and I don't think that Alex Highsmith is going to be in the running because I think a lot of it has to do with name and your story and the whole nine. But I'll say this. By the end of the season, there could be a debate about who the second best player on the Steelers' defense is. It could be Alex Highsmith. It could be Minka. It could be Cam. I don't think last year you had that same argument. I think last year you looked at it and you said it's Minka Fitzpatrick. It's TJ Watt. They're in a class of their own. Cam Hayward is right there as well, but he's getting a little older. And then it's Alex Highsmith. This year, I think coming into camp and what we've seen so far, it's I think Alex Highsmith has looked like the best defender on the football field. Just being straightforward and telling you exactly what I've seen. The guy looks like nothing we've seen all offseason. He looks better than TJ Watt. He looks better than Cam Hayward. He looks better than Minka Fitzpatrick. I guess Minka hasn't practiced, so we we don't get that one. But he looks better than Patrick Peterson. He looks better than all the inside linebackers. He looks better than Larry Ogunjobi or DeMarvin Leal or Nick Herbig or anybody else that you want to toss out there. I would put my fight, I guess, against everybody and say that my argument is Alex Highsmith looks like the best defender on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And at 25 years old, that is so ideal for the Steelers and the future of this team and the defense moving forward. You just saw this in TJ Watt. You saw it before in Cam Hayward. 
You are witnessing it with Minka Fitzpatrick. You've seen the growth of stars in Pittsburgh plenty of times over and over and over again throughout history. And it just feels like the next one is Alex Highsmith. And there are going to be people that say, yeah, it's already here. How much better can it get? I think 14 and a half sacks might be a baseline and it could get much higher than there. But just judging from what I've seen, he just has a better get off than anybody out there. He's more technical with his hands than anybody out there. That Smitty spin is almost untouchable. And you could ask guys, I mean, I talked to Darnell Washington today and he said, I knew it was coming. I knew the spin was coming. and I still couldn't beat it. That tells you something. A guy who just shut down TJ Watt back-to-back times, goes up against Alex Highsmith, knows the move that he's going to make, and still can't beat it. That says something. It very much so does. And there will be people that say, well, Dan Moore Jr. stinks, and he shouldn't be the starting left tackle. Yeah, cool, but he beat Broderick Jones, too. So it doesn't matter who you're tossing out there. Alex Highsmith's probably going to beat him. That's just the gist. That's just the facts right now. I don't know what it means for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a whole because I think a lot of their success relies on everybody else. But I think Patrick Peterson looks very good right now. I think Quan Alexander has come in here firing on all cylinders. That dude is ridiculous. When I say he is everything the Steelers wanted and more, I mean it 100% of the time. I will say that I understand that with him it's injuries. And that's a concern and will remain a concern because if he's not healthy, he doesn't contribute. But if he's contributing and he's healthy, he looks very, very good. Very, very good. Cole Holcomb has kind of come into his own here in the second week. Obviously, you got Larry O and you got Cam and you got TJ and there are no questions there. I think the offense, a lot relies on that and what Kenny Pickett can do. But Calvin Austin and him connected for a deep touchdown today that you felt really good about. George Pickens is out here doing George Pickens things. And then when you ask him about it and his ridiculous catch, he just smiles and goes, yeah, man, it's just another day. Just another day of practice. I do this all the time. Najee looks good. Jalen Warren looks like he might be RB1. I'm not saying that he is. I'm not saying that he's better than Najee Harris. I'm just saying that he's playing as if if there was a competition. He might have hold he might hold the upper hand. Possibly. The success of the Steelers depends on all of that. Alex Highsmith is a very small piece, but history will tell you that the Steelers like to win with their outside linebackers, with their pass rush. That's how they've been successful all throughout time. And when that pass rush is unstoppable, they have found their most success. I mean, T.J. Watt is the best starting point that you could possibly have for building pass rush. Add Cam Hayward in there. Add Larry Ogunjobi in there. Add Marvin Leal in there. Add Keanu Benton and Montrevious Adams and Quan Alexander and Elijah Riley, who looks like a stud out here. I mean, you got you got the groundwork for something great. All you need is another star to kind of top it off, take it over the edge. A little James Harrison, Lamar Woodley, throw it back in the day. Alex Highsmith looks like that guy. He might look better than that guy. Alex Highsmith, he's a star. It's not in the making anymore. He is here. He is real. He is dominating. I think fans should be very excited. And if this continues, man, I think we're going to have an argument by the end of the season about whether or not Alex Highsmith might be the best player on the Steelers defense. And I mean that wholeheartedly. That is how impressive he has been here at training camp. 